Hello, and welcome back to Popcorn and Nerds. You've got your one host here, Mark Goings, from Spider's Corner Games. And then also with me today, we have Taylor Adams, as always, of Scrapped Productions. Taylor, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. You just okay? Yeah, I I just got over being sick, slash I'm not quite over it yet. I apologize, I'll probably be a little extra sniffly this episode. Mm. I mean, I always am anyway, but uh, I got, got a lot of mucus happening. Okay. Right? This is a great start, Good start. to the podcast. <laughs> if you guys are still listening, thank you so much. Uh, like Mark said, welcome back to Popcorn and Nerds. Today, we'll be re- giving a full review of Deadpool 2. DP2. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're excited to talk about this one. Um, man, I'm a little bit lethargic, too. I don't know what's going on. It's the it's, w- it's the weather, man. We just had like 10 straight days of rain. Yeah. And then now it's just humid and, and, and gross. Just hot. Yeah, and I, yeah. I guess it's slowing us down here in the southeast. Yep. Um, so anyway, let's try and pick the energy up a little bit. Yeah, um, get, Mark, get, what, get, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking a Moscow Mule Ale by Ballast Point because in the movie Deadpool... And in the X-Men universe at large, Colossus is from Mother Russia. <laughs> so I f- felt it was very fitting and also kind of a cop-out because I had these in my fridge. Uh, that's okay. You so, were just anticipating what we were supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. wasn't just sandbagging on yeah, this. Yeah, you definitely this. plan ahead a lot. Uh, so. That's what of you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, it's super gingery. It is. It's a very interesting beer. Yeah. Um, when I saw that it made it, Ballast Point is solid. I like all of their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to check it out when I saw that they were releasing that this year. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. It's. It feels like it's been a while. It's only been like a week and a half. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. The last episode we did was uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, I feel like after that movie... Hiatus. Yeah, after that movie, I don't think there, anything came out that was of interest to us the following Specifically, weekend. Specifically, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of like mellowed out a little bit. Um, but I'm trying to remember. I, so a couple things that um, I watched since then. Yeah. A uh, new documentary series on Netflix called... You love those documentary series. Dude, I, I just like... They're, I like documentaries a lot. Um, new documentary series on Netflix, four-part miniseries called Evil Genius. Oh, um, I saw that. It's about, quote, the most diabolical bank heist plot ever. Diabolical um, dick shrinking motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, the sequel to Black Dynamite. Uh, I don't know when that's dropping, but the trailer's out for it. Ooh. Um, Sidetrack. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Evil Genius. Um, it's it's kind of neat. It's if you especially if you like kind of true crime documentaries. Um, I, however, I found the case uh, that was the sub that it was the subject of very interesting. Um, without going too much into spoilers of it. Uh, this yeah, guy, this, this guy robs a bank um, with a bomb strapped to his neck, oh. and that's like the main kind of catalyst for everything like that happens. Like a collar bomb? Yes, like, it was a collar yeah. bomb. Okay. Um, so that story was very interesting, intriguing. The documentary series itself was not good. Um, <laughs> not well done, or like not well. Yeah, it was not well done. Like it was just kind of all over the place and also like it introduced the documentarian as an individual in the series itself an episode and a half in as opposed to right from the the beginning like okay that's weird it's just i mean if you guys like true crime and it sounds interesting to you go check it out i personally did not like the execution of it um that much um i can't remember if we talked about it the last time but i remembered i was going to i was saying i was going to go watch 
the new season of Dear White People. Yes, um, you did mention I that, did I think. I did finish it nice. in like a day because it's so good. Um, I still have not watched that show. It's really good. It's I hear really, good things. It's really good. It's really smart. It's a good kind of... Um, I mean, I mean, I'm a white guy. Yeah. But, but they're, the, they're talking to us. I know they're talking to me. Dear white uh, people, that's us. But the lens through which this, uh, this show kind of exists is talking about um, the creator, Justin Simeons. Uh, he also wrote and directed the movie Dear White People, which came out back in like 2000. Yeah, I feel like we talked about that briefly when we talked about the first season of it. Yeah, anyway, I, I'm, I'm going to... Why don't you look that up? I can do I'm that. talking, yeah. Let me know when that came out. Um, but anyway, I was recently listened to an interview with him. He was talking about when he got to college, he was basically like, he was hanging out with um, a bunch of African Americans, and, and he was thinking to himself, 2014. Okay, because we're Tessa Afri- Thompson. Yeah, she's in there. Because we're African Americans, does that mean we have to like each other and hang out with each other? Like, so it, it basically presents the just a plethora of different personalities within the African American community. Gotcha. Um, and it also, in this particular season, uh, deals in with like uh, alt right stuff and and kind of this like uh, right the the right wing mentality right now that the conservatives are like under attack and how they or how they think they're under attack and how they supposedly retaliate. Um, so anyway, it's really it's really a show. Um, I think nothing else is coming to mind from what I watched. I've been catching up on uh, Jane the Virgin just because it's, it's a really funny show. Yeah, no, um, I haven't watched. I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's. Uh, Every once in a while, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it's like mad. <laughs> it can get mad cheesy, but it's kind of supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's been about it. Um, I've been busy. Like, I just got back from the beach yesterday. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Beach bum over here. Yeah, that's right. I got some. Sun, I got some sunburn, but not too much though. It was one of those sunburns where like, you could see where my hand was. Oh, like the streaks. Yeah. I, I got the streaks going a little bit. Um, streaky. But yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's good to be back and, and, and doing the podcast again. I feel like a little bit out of practice, even though it's only been two weeks. I know. It, just, it seems like a lot longer for whatever reason. Yeah. What the hell is going on? I don't know. Time, man. It's weird. It's crazy. Time's a construct. Okay, crazy. Mark, what have you been watching? Uh, so I went through and uh, caught up on the entire last season of Silicon Valley. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, kiss my piss. <laughs> uh <laughs> So and that, and that was good. It's still like the same thing, kind of like the main character is still the worst. <laughs> uh, Jin Yang is like the bad guy in this season, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Without going into too much spoilers. Yeah, like I don't, I won't say too much more than that. But it was good. Uh, Jared is still fantastic. <laughs> uh, I really didn't like his character in the office, and so I was like averse to him at first. Zach Woods, yeah. And then like, but it's a great character. Um, so I watched that uh, my normal anime stuff that obviously I always keep up on um, and then I started watching the second season of Westworld finally uh, where you been? I know right? <clears throat> I'm behind uh, I guess I'm two episodes into that I believe so I'm not even at the good part yet from what I've heard from other people just kind of talking about it okay yeah um, but great series looking forward to getting more into that uh, and I th- think that is everything. I did finish up Adventure Time through what's been released. Uh, I think new episodes are coming out on Hulu, so I got to double check that, that I don't have any more to watch. Oh, and I did finish New Girl also since the last time we talked. Uh, series finale came through on that, uh, and it was good. It was. You were satisfied? Got, got feels, and 
I think it was a good send off for the crew. Nice. Uh, I really like that show a lot. It's silly. Very cool. Uh, plus Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that and then uh, gaming news. I haven't been playing a whole lot still. Uh, I guess God of War. I've been trying to play as much as possible, but I've been kind of lacking in that department. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, news wise, interesting developments on Nintendo. Um, in Japan. Nintendo is releasing a version of the Switch that doesn't come with the docking station. And it's targeted at people who already have one unit in the household. And this is kind of I had mentioned before. Nintendo now is moving past where they're like, oh, one per household is enough. They're like, we want everyone to have one. And so this is because a Because co- we love money. Yeah, basically. And it, it's not out of the question. This is a cost-cutting measure. They can cut out that docking station, save people 80, 90 bucks mm-hmm. on the price of the system and then sell that for cheaper. Um, might also be good for people who don't necessarily want to play it docked. I've heard actually a decent number of people who just don't really care about connecting the system to a TV and playing it that way. Uh, so that's kind of interesting that they released that. And then another kind of weird release that's happening on the Switch is, I think right now it's only in Japan also, Resident Evil 7. Been released on the other systems already. But they're calling this one the Resident Evil 7 Cloud version. And so you don't actually download the game, you stream the game to your Switch. Interesting. So you have to be on a decent Wi-Fi connection to be able to, to stream that. Right. But it does say that it stays full 1080p, 60 frames, uh, comes with all the DLC that's been released for the game. But it's weird because it's like you get 15 minutes to play it for free, and then you have to pay $20 for like the subscription to it or whatever you have 180 days to play and beat the game and then it goes away forever it's like a weird like yeah nebulous thing where it's just like like if you don't save the world the world ends yeah just like (laughs) it it exists and then it doesn't it's gone Uh, Schrodinger's Resident Resident Evil yeah right Uh, it's a a weird concept that I guess Capcom's trying out uh in lieu of the the space limitations on the Switch for people not having to go out and buy a gigantic memory stick. Um, but also, it's like video games as a service. Uh, I mean, basically, you pay to like rent this full game for however long, that's 180 days, and go from there. Uh, it's kind of a, a unique thing, and I'm curious to see if other people will use that or if that's just kind of a one-off Capcom thing where they try it out and see what happens. But... Uh, curious about that and then we got E3 coming up it's like three weeks out oh man I know I'm you actually you trying to do a whole episode on E3 or I'm something I'm thinking about taking the week off because <laughs> uh, I need some time off from work anyway there you go and then just take that week off so I can actually write stuff up about the stuff that I watch for it and right. catch all the keynotes and uh, the main press conferences as they come through uh, I'm excited to see what, what comes out of it uh, people are talking about it being a big year Kingdom Hearts 3 has already had some showings a little bit early, which looks fantastic. I love that series. Nintendo has already announced that the focus of theirs is going to be the new Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to have other stuff, too. Obviously, that's what they did last year with, or the year before, I guess, with Legend of Zelda as the focus. Right. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what they all bring, uh, what's going on. There's also talks that a Sony official has said that the PlayStation 4 is in its final segment of its life cycle um, interesting and so I mean I guess those came out in 2000 and 
13, I believe. Really? Uh, the fours? The, the four and Xbox One, I believe, were oh. uh, were back around that time. Um, I think I could be mistaken. I don't, but that's yeah. you're supposed to know these things. I know, right? I'm questioning. I'm, I'm questioning myself now. All right, well, um, but I mean, they wanted to extend the life cycle, and they had the PlayStation Four Pro, and they've put PlayStation VR, and so they've you know pushed those life cycles a little bit further. And Xbox has taken a whole different approach, where they are basically having the same games just kind of scale across their ecosystem with the One, the One S, the One X. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting time right now where they want to extend out these console life cycles because hardware development costs are getting kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, and the technology hasn't progressed like leaps and bounds to make like a gap between a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 that much different yet. Um... So it'll be interesting to see what they do if they try and go the Switch route and have a handheld home console hybrid, but just make it more powerful. Uh, or if they try and just go true full-on 4K powerhouse. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know where that's going to land us yet. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. The and Xbox One and PS4 did come out in 2013. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Because then the Wii U actually came out in 2012, mm-hmm. and they were actually that was the, one of the first times that Nintendo's been the first one to market with their uh, next gen right. uh, console. So, gotcha. So yeah, um, interesting times in gaming coming up, and then next weekend or solo. Yeah, we got solo. Uh, we'll re- re- well, we'll be reviewing that whatever. Whenever we decide to do another episode. <laughs> Whenever we decide to do another episode. I'm just going to keep saying next episode because we don't know. It might be a week. It might be a week and a half. We yeah, kinda... it depends. Life's getting busy. Yeah, life's getting busy. It's weird because, like, it's the summer. Like, that should be the time where you have... We're not in college anymore. Less to do. I know. we got jobs. I know. Jobs. And stuff. They're overrated, man. <laughs> uh, um, oh, wait, real quick, going back to the stuff we watched uh, yeah. this week. Um, the trailer for uh, the Happy Time Murders oh, came yeah. out uh, uh, in front of in front of Deadpool. They aired it uh, on Thursday night. It aired a screen in front of a lot of Deadpool screenings, and yep. it went online uh, the next day. Um, <laughs> that looks like a hell of a movie. I'll put the link to that trailer in the uh, in the episode in the show notes. Um, it's it's not safe for work. No, not at all. It's a red band trailer, so just 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 be aware of that. Um, let me find and a synopsis. I was about to say, yeah, the premise for that. Um, I do. There was also the Mowgli trailer. Did you watch that? I didn't, but it's popping up on my screen, and I'll have to look at it when we're done. When we're done with this podcast, it's it's kind of an odd choice to me, I think, to do Mowgli because they just did the live action Jungle Book, John Favreau, like uh, like two years do, ago. Do you forget that Hollywood doesn't care what came out like last True. year or two years ago? But like, this is also supposed to be super dark, and this is Andy Serkis heading yeah. this one up, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I know they don't. They don't care. But um, but anyway, so uh, synopsis for the Happy Time Murders, uh, courtesy of the fine folks at IMDb, right here. Uh, when the puppet cast of an '80s children's TV show begins to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. <laughs> um, it, it's it it sounds dark. It stars Melissa McCarthy. Um, and a bunch of puppets. Uh, Joel McHale's got a role in there. Uh, yeah, Maya same. Rudolph's in there. Um, but the puppets themselves, like this, this whole movie is made and produced by the same people that brought you like a lot of the Muppet movies. 
Interesting. So it's not like somebody doing like off-brand adult puppet themed stuff. It's like the people that made Muppet shows are making an like a very not, very like, adult. Not like officially endorsed by Jim Henson though, right? Or is it? Well, it's directed by Brian Henson. Oh. It, no, these are the people that made the Muppet movies. Okay, damn. Jim Henson's not around anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like it's his company still, like Jim Henson's Muppets. Yeah, but it's that's like, not it's not that's not a name behind it, but yeah. every, the individuals gotcha. are all there. Gotcha. Okay. So, we'll put the trailer to that and make sure that make sure the the kids are away. Yeah. Um I think that one of the taglines is uh all uh no sesame all street yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, it was rather clever. Yeah. It's it's good. The the very end of it Never mind, I won't say anymore. Yeah, don't say anything. Just just watch it. Just watch it. Uh, make sure nobody is around <laughs> watching you watch it, or tell them what you're watching and make them watch it. Yeah, but again, not safe for work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you got anything else before we dive into uh, our piece de resistance? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. I think we're... Uh, I think we're ready to, to Deadpool it up. Okay, cool. I guess, do we have synopsis pulled up for yeah, that one? Yeah, I got you, I got you. All right, well, uh, hey, here's a trailer. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. Kiss me like you miss me, Red. What in the fucksicle is this? My name's Cable. I'm here for the kid. What? The kid? Move or die. Kids give us a chance to be better than we used to be. He needs you. You're a lot smarter than I look. I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. Can you speak up? It's hard to hear you with that pity dick in your mouth. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. Meet them tough, morally flexible, and young enough to carry their own franchise for 10 to 12 years. We'll be known as X-Force. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Now, let's go get our fuck on. After surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, <laughs> struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry, uh, Mayberry's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor. Finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. That is not the synopsis for Deadpool Tool. <laughs> Deadpool 2, but Deadpool that is tool. Deadpool Tool. Oh, man, it's been a long week. Uh, but, that is, <laughs> but that's the press release uh, that's the press release synopsis that came out before this movie. Yeah. Which, yes, we can just start off talking about how brilliant the marketing was oh, around this entire movie. Fantastic. It's so great. All of it. Like, from the cheap copy and paste um, tequila ads yep. to the uh, meta commentary of the Devour Frozen Food uh, chains. Yep. 7-Eleven. Um, I'm sure there's some others that they, I'm missing they went there, too. So much the, the Toy Story trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The God and uh, whatever, Adam. Ooh. Oh, is it time to make the chimichangas? Oh, oh let's make the fucking chimichangas. 
That was also the the snack. It just wasn't ready yet. But now the timer's going off. Yeah, so, uh, so we have chimichangas. Mark's oven timer's going off, so we're having chimichangas. <laughs> if I'm in the bathroom the rest of the night, I'm blaming him. That's fine. You can do that. The actual synopsis to Deadpool 2 uh, reads as following. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling cyborg Cable. But yeah, the marketing was great. All yeah. the, the various teasers. He apparently went to Korea and sang The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow in disguise and then yep. unveiled himself and the whole Celine Dion uh, the music video was music video was fan, good. It was great, fantastic. Uh, what was there was one other thing that um, that was really good that I was trying to recall. Well, he did the uh, the whole bit with David Beckham. That was the David Beckham one. That was yeah. uh, that was a funny bit. All his tie-ins with uh, Hugh Jackman on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would show Hugh Jackman would post stuff on social media, and, and Ryan Reynolds dressed as Deadpool would show just, up in his, just in be his in videos. The background. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was so good. It's been it's done so well. Uh, yeah, they like they they nailed that. Marketing aside, Mark, what were your um, overall overall thoughts with Deadpool two? I'm still struggling with this one actually a little bit oh. to decide. I liked it a lot. Okay, it was fun. Uh, it was exactly what I was expecting, and that's kind of part of why I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like overall, I'm not sure if it was better than the first one. Just because of the timing when the first one came out and how, like, people had wanted an R-rated superhero movie and it was very foul and, like, introduced the character. And this one hit all those notes, but it was also kind of what was expected at this point. And then I feel like the story itself was a little less focused uh, than the first one. And so it's at least as good as the first one, but I'm not sure if it's better than the first one. I got you. How about you, Taylor? What did you think, high level? I thought it was better than the first one. Um, Going into this film, I was kind of like you. I didn't know what to expect other than the bar that had been set by the previous one was basically like they set the bar on an entirely different ladder. Um, because it was such a different superhero movie, it was such a different comic book movie. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of it had to do with the character and getting away with a lot more stuff, being allowed to do more things because it's not, you know, not completely under the the you know the Disney control. Like this is yeah. not this is not a Disney property um, yet. Not like, yet. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what's what's going to happen in the future. Um, but I think as far as like you thinking it, like it's not as focused. I could I could see that. Um, for me, the reason I thought it was better was, I mean, it's all according to taste, obviously, but I thought it was better because you we went a little bit more in-depth with the character of Wade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wilson. Um, and so it was, I, would, I would say it was a more com- complete movie, if that makes sense. So yeah, the first movie that. was kind of like, let's, it, let's it, break all the rules and let's tear down this tapestry and just draw with crayon on the wall. Yeah, and he gets but more emotional we'll have a little growth bit, in this one. Yeah, and, but we'll, yeah, the first one, obviously, with you know, but we'll have a little bit of a plot because you kind of have to, so it's like a romantic thing, damsel in distress, as you know, as, as trite as that might be. It's something, something that exists everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then with this one... Uh, you're dealing with a little bit more uh, emotion and depth as uh, Wade Wilson as a person, as a character. Now, and that's to say it's a lot like, 
You know, it's not it's not Logan, and it's not gonna win any Academy Awards for like. But also, shout out to Logan right at the beginning of the movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, bit small. It's like they spoil. If you hadn't seen Logan and you see Deadpool two, they ruin Logan within <laughs> the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, oh, that was the other marketing thing. What? Um, Fox released a lot of their oh, movies the, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Blu-ray slipcovers where Deadpool is cropped into them. So, like, Logan, instead of uh, X-23's hand, it's like little baby hand Deadpool. Yeah. And uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where it's him and a poncho and the cowboy Fight hat. Club. And Fight Club. where uh, it's, yeah, Office hold them. Space so, yeah, was there, another one. There was a bunch of them, and they were, yeah. those, were, those were good. Yeah. That's what um, the other one was. Yes. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was more complete, and you know, you're going to run into uh, some kind of territory where you're like, well, if this, if Deadpool, if the Deadpool franchise is supposed to break rules and be like the anti-comic book movie, then it should keep doing that as opposed to actually developing an actual character and plot. But it's like, listen, guys, <laughs> it's 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 okay. Like the first one was this kind of. I heard an analogy that it was a breath of fresh air. And the second one is like, we're just still in the air. Yeah. Like, it's not another breath of fresh air. It's just the same thing, but there's a little more added to it. Um, I thought uh, the interactions with all the different characters was great. Yeah. Um, the I didn't cameos. Have, like, oh, yeah. Overall, I didn't have, like, too many issues with it. Um, I did have fun, and I did see it twice. And I was very curious. So when I saw the first Deadpool... I laughed my ass off and loved every second of it. Yeah. And then the second time I saw it, I got bored halfway through. Really? And that shocked me. Um, this movie, I was in it from start to finish both times. So nice. I feel like that was a good test Did to you pick see. up on a lot more the second time around? Not, a, you were... not a lot more, but there were like two or three distinctive like lines or things I missed on screen yeah. that were like, there were like little jokes or something like yeah. that that I had missed. I will say that the very beginning when they're doing like the animated intro credits I've gotten so used to in movies like kind of disregarding that and just like looking at the pretty pictures you asshole I know uh, that I, I missed some of it at first because they're all jokes mm-hmm. and so people were laughing I was like what are they laughing at and I was like oh shit I should be reading this yeah we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into that and in, in, in spoilers as well um, I think this this uh this was just like kind of a welcome movie for me because it made fun of everything that it also stood for, which I think it's, you know, and this character in this franchise isn't going to take itself too seriously. And I heard some comparisons of like this dude, this like Deadpool is kind of equivalent of um, like the naked gun series. Yeah. In a way. For superhero and, movies, yeah. And airplane. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a comedic genre that also happens. It takes itself as seriously as it needs to get across all of the plot points and character points, but at the same time cracks on itself that it's doing that exact same thing. One thing that I think this film, other than um, like kind of more complete story, I felt like the action in this one was so good. Yeah. Like it was a lot tighter. It was a lot better choreographed. Not the other stuff wasn't, but I felt like you just, you, they had more to work with because the studio was like, oh, hey, this movie can actually make money, give them a little bit more money, yeah. and then they utilize the resources properly. Great um, great heist sequences, great action sequences, um, a little bit of depth and some love in there, which is always nice, and, you know, the the, the foul-mouthed the foul mouth mute Merc. mercenary is, yeah. is, always, is always welcome. Um, and Josh Brolin as Cable, pretty good. Yeah. 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 I, uh, one thing I was kind of curious about is, like, am I going to look at him and think it's Thanos? 
and I and I, I didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah, which was great. That was great. He did that, and that's credit to him too to like kind of not carry over one villain into another. Yeah. Even though you know, cable, you can argue if Cable's a villain or not based on whatever side you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to point out before we get into the spoilery stuff? Spoilery stuff. Uh, no. Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Okay, just to start off, how did you feel about Vanessa dying? I mean, it's kind of what happens to superheroes. Like, there's always that like defining moment where someone they love ends up dying and it changes them. And this, like, externally didn't really change him. But internally, there was a lot going on there. Um, and so I was fine with it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that sounds shit. Yeah, I was fine that she died. <laughs> no. Um, it, it was kind of abrupt, but you also kind of saw it coming. Yeah, the moment when you're like, oh, let's make a baby. You're like, mm. Nope, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Looking too far ahead there. It's, it's already raining. <laughs> yeah. And they're hanging out and all cozy. Yeah, no, she's done. I thought that, like, I, uh, it kind of took me a minute because, yeah, it did happen so suddenly that, like, it took me a minute to remember that she was an important and beloved character yeah. Character in the previous edition. She pegs him. Yes. And that's true love. All right. Um, but it t- it just happened so quickly that I hadn't didn't have we didn't have that much we didn't spend that much time with her within the movie. This one. Yes, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Within this movie, to feel like it had impact, although I know it had impact because yeah, you didn't rekindle that with yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we know it had impact, like because of their relationship, and we've seen that relationship in the first one, um, and know that it means a lot, and they're like these two are like together like these two belong together yeah um so like i was obviously sad for uh wade wilson slash deadpool um because you can see that impact that it has on him yeah which i mean a lot of movies will kill off somebody quickly and then like the the person that it's supposed to affect is not affected so it's kind of like yeah but this one no it's definitely an affection uh, there was an effect there. Yeah, and they um, keep coming back to it too. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and the, with the flashbacks and stuff like that, I did feel I was a little upset that I didn't get more of Marina Bachrin just because uh, because I, yeah, I, I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like that was her role within this film was this kind of like uh, catalyst for Wade Wilson to change or kind of like in a, in more of like a muse, like a muse in this one as far as like she inspired him to be a better person. Yeah. Um. As, the, as opposed to the first one where she was just in trouble and, and he, had to save he her. came to summer. He came to save her. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, like she helps her situation. Like she helps escape herself escapes too, which is good. Um, but well, yeah, but, I, but the moment they did that, I was he, like, he, he saves her. He undoes it. Well, yeah, but yeah, but we're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> I never, so I also like, I, I didn't have a, um, as opposed to another film we've reviewed recently, when a death <laughs> happens, like when she dies in the beginning of the movie, I expected her to just be dead. Yeah. And with with the, exists within the flashbacks because I wasn't because remember I didn't 
I didn't remember how much I had invested from the previous movie. Yeah. Um, so I kind of forgot about that. And maybe that's just me. Maybe other people saw it differently. Um, but that's kind of how I felt about it. And the whole... Um, it started off in a very similar way, too, from the first movie, that it started it starts out at one point and then does a rewind yeah. to show you how it's he, like, he gets there. Let's see how I got here. Yeah, yeah so I guess that's going to be a thing going forward with these films. Um, Potentially. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's the Deadpool shtick, is to start off in the middle of something and then kind of catch you up. Um, that's fine with it. Uh, I loved... I loved everything <clears throat> inside the, uh, the X-Mansion. I loved everything in there. The, yeah. The, the the nod of uh, all the other the, X-Men the, shutting, shutting the door. Because <laughs> he, he's like, last time he made a point of saying, like, this huge mansion, and they, they can't give us another fucking X-Men. <laughs> and he's kind of making that same point in this one, and then they, like, close their, like, I mean, like, yeah. he's loud. As and he's cruising the, and around. It, and in it's the X-Men from... Uh, first Class. From First Class. Yeah. Which I'm like, wait a minute. Where Where is this Deadpool timeline follow-through? <laughs> yeah, because I guess first class was like, yeah, 70s or 80s. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Deadpool does not exist within the 70s or 80s. So no. that's why I'm like... So I guess that, I didn't even think about that. That's even Yeah, that's why it made odd. it weird to me. Like, I I, ex- I was expecting, like... Uh, like Kelsey modern. Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so that was kind of weird. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that little... Uh, that little joke, that little homage, that He's little reference. Cruising but around say, in Professor X's wheelchair. Yeah, and, but at the same time, I was like, I... It's like it's not the same timeline, but yeah. time, it's it's whatever. It's just it's it's you know doesn't matter at this point. Um, kind of like this movie. It's just treating everything like everything doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Nothing is sacred. Yeah, nothing is sacred. Um, the uh, the actor that played uh, our boy Firefist, aka or Russell, aka yeah. Firefist, Julian Dennison. That was he was good. He was. Uh, <sighs> what. Something about him just like bothered me the whole time. I never figured out what it was. Don't body shame him. No, it wasn't that. Was his prison pocket? <laughs> uh, I hear. I can hear you rummaging around in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Like. I feel like he he did well, but then didn't also like. It was weird. Like. I feel, maybe it was the accent, which I, that's how he talks. Man, but like, you hate foreigners too. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed forced. A lot of like his lines. Um, like what? Do you have an example? Cite your sources. <laughs> I mean, not, like remember he's a, he he's, he's, a, he's a kid. Yeah, he's a teenager. Like, like he's not you know. And he's trying to act tough, so maybe that's what it was supposed to be like. Yeah. But that, for me, I was just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a great, like, uh, reason or anything, but that's just my feelings, and I'm allowed to feel those, so. I mean, for what he, for what he was supposed to play, I think he did a, a pretty good job. I mean, like, you could definitely just kind of sense the, the hate that he had for all the people that caused him pain and stuff like yeah. that, and which made, uh... Deadpool's um, mission to try and save him that I, that connected with me um, just because I like believed that like yeah. Wade Wilson you know Deadpool is like he's a narcissistic <coughs> character he doesn't really care about anything but with this film if you dive a little bit deeper like everybody cares about something you just have to find what the core 
of it is. Yeah. And his reasoning behind for caring for this kid was that he had a shitty childhood, as well as his uh, muse from beyond the grave, Vanessa, giving him reasons like why like, yeah. he needs to do something good uh, with this kid. Um, and all, I mean, I... I I feel like we could spend, like, hours talking about each individual, like, reference or joke. Oh, there's um, so many of them. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was wearing uh, a t-shirt with Taylor Swift's cats on it until Taylor Swift tweeted about it. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, oh I, didn't, Olivia, I, just, Olivia I didn't know what he Meredith. was wearing. I Olivia was like, I'm, Meredith. I was like, I'm sure he's, wi- like, whatever he's wearing is something, but I yeah. couldn't figure, and I couldn't pinpoint like, it. Like, she Instagrammed that or whatever, and, like, she showed her cats, and they didn't care because they're cats. Uh, <laughs> but... It was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was great. I think I'm just going to go ahead and fast forward to a couple of my favorite parts of this movie rather than going through the whole damn movie because it's not like a lot to unpack. It's just, yeah. you know. I mean, um, there can be. The bit, the I thought it was absolutely brilliant how both the marketing, uh, how the marketing team handled the actual X-Force situation because I actually read that they, or I heard they shot extra scenes of the X-Force crew to really? mislead everyone to More thinking pe- it was an X Force movie, and it wasn't. And no. I loved how they. Yeah, I thought there was going to be more of that based on the trailers. And I what. know, and it was brilliant how they handled. They just like killed them all off everyone. within the first two minutes. Everyone, except for Domino, who, by the way, Domino needs her own fucking movie. Yeah, like Zaz- Z- uh, Zazzy. Yeah, Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats was. She's you know she's on uh, she's on Atlanta. She does a really good job on that show. Um, she killed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how. She even is like, yeah, I'm just, I'm lucky. And they're like, that's not a power. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and like, she just kind of exists and is not like phased by anything. She just like, like goes about it. the attitude and swagger she has behind her character is yeah. so brilliant. And the fact that like a lot of her, I think somebody, I heard a comparison that it was kind of like her action sequences are very like James Bondy, like later James Bondy, where she's just doing stuff and then by like the luck of the draw like something seems to go her way but in this case it kind of just like fuels the fire and just adds to it and like kind of this like level of grace too because everything goes her way and she knows it yeah um and her personality like is is the perfect fit to like work with deadpool like because she like calls him out on shit and isn't constantly like kind of it's she's not like a scolding figure no she like takes what he says and then either comes back at him or just like makes fun of it, yeah, which is great. Just rolls with and it's it. and it's different from <coughs> Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who just kind of like rolls her eyes or has a biting one liner. Yeah. By the way, one of my issues with this film was that Negasonic Teenage Warhead shows up and like she's not utilized at all in this movie. Yeah, not with really. With the exception of the very end when she helps Colossus beat Juggernaut. Yeah. Um, when they stick that electric cable in his butthole. Yeah, and which the the music going on during the whole Juggernaut fight scene was amazing. Uh, and apparently. <laughs> Juggernaut in the credits is credited as himself. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, and it's actually Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. The, I know Ryan Reynolds did the voice of it, which I thought was pretty funny. And yeah, they just like uh, lowered the voice, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, in the credits it says the Juggernaut as himself, and I've seen a couple uh, people talking about this online, but like this is like the first like good interpretation of the juggernaut that we've seen because he's supposed to be like this unstoppable force this like hulking mass yeah and like yeah we we well, see we, that we've only seen him in one previous he was in the incarnation X3, he was in x3 vinnie jones played him and he was he was like a regular sized person that had that um 
his unstoppable power was he had to just get going. It was like kinetic yeah. energy. Like I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but no. But back to my like, I just, I'm just, I was just a little disheartened that I didn't get more Negasonic Teenage Warhead just because like and Yukio and Yukio. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi which Wade. I'm like, hi Wade. Oh, which I'm like, hi Yukio. <laughs> I'm all for inclusion, and I'm actually happy that they put like two uh, uh, same uh, same sex couple characters. You can say lesbians. Yeah, what was I trying to say there? I don't know. They two, yeah, gay characters, lesbians, and interracial. I don't see the world that way. I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, they're breaking all kinds of boundaries. I know, right? But they were they were set dressing. Like I almost felt bad that. Yeah, they they just, even did it that way. I was like, you guys are going to put this this relationship together in, in these characters and just kind of like show it and don't even like really utilize them up until the very last minute. Which, you know, they're, you know, it's okay when heroes come in to save something at the last minute. I'm yeah. not complaining about that. I'm complaining about we didn't see. She was there to make fun of him for being a trainee. Yeah. And then like in the mansion. And like that was yeah that was it yeah like, and then she showed up so I mean that was one of that was one of my issues and another issue I had which is eventually of course corrects but that like Cable doesn't state like the reasons behind his intentions earlier earlier in the movie well yeah because he's supposed to be the bad guy temporarily yes yes I understand that but I'm just you know I, that's more of me saying like you want the Terminator like I'm here to kill you like. He no, just not shows like that. Up I just like, figured. I just figured at some point within some kind of fighting, because you know he ends up being a good guy. So I yeah. figured if that's in him all along. I feel like he would have like kind of stated something a little bit more in his intentions once he first got to the icebox. But and he's he was also like, down Russell. He's also a soldier, and from the future, and has been like trained. Yeah. And then also has the you know the techno virus or whatever. That's why he has the metal right. arm and everything. And so like I mean he's he's like a hardened. Like battle-hardened person, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't need to explain himself. He just comes fuck shit up. <laughs> I mean, I, I I loved him uh, in the rest of the movie. I was thought it was great. Although I did kind of crack up at the line that my name is Cable. I'm from the future. I was like, <clears throat> really? <laughs> yeah. I also expected a Deadpool to make a bigger joke of that, um, but it kind of showed a little bit of that emotional depth with him in that kind of situation where he's trying to prevent him from killing this kid. Yeah. Even though he says he doesn't care about him because that's how he rolls. He just says stuff like that. And the kid hears that and takes that to heart. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to go kill this pedo from... Yeah. Who was abusing us. Yeah, and, for real. Yeah. Um, secret sex lips. Yeah. J- Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many good jokes. I know. Um... But yeah, no, that, when I was talking at the beginning about how I felt this was, uh, like, not cohesive, it was kind of all over the place, um, it wasn't as focused as the first one, it was because the movie starts out, and the bad guy is this random, like, junkie, criminal, whatever, that Deadpool's, like, cleaning up off the streets, mm-hmm. who, like, kills Vanessa, he goes after her, gets his revenge, whatever. And then... There's not really a bad guy per se for a little while. He's traveling around with the X Men, and then he's a trainee, and he's like going yeah. to help. And then Cable shows up, and okay, well now, like you think maybe when he's at the ice box that one of the guys that's like causing trouble in the ice box is going to be like bad guy, whatever. Um, Cable shows up. Cable's temporary bad guy, 
And then it goes from Cable being temporary bad guy to Firefist being temporary bad guy. And then it goes from Firefist being temporary bad guy to Juggernaut. Pedo guy. Well, and Juggernaut, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And then Pedo guy. And, like, it just. There wasn't a focused, like, person. They just, like, jumped from thing to thing to thing to thing. Well, I think that's, and, like, I think that that might be, to me, maybe a little bit more of a strength because of when you're de- de- uh, diving into. Um, <clears throat> more of like kind of where these characters are coming from like it's giving you a chance to understand both sides of a lot of these characters other than um other than the uh the evil bald dude who is obviously a bad person yeah 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 and the juggernaut who is just awesome but he's also like a bad guy yeah everyone knows juggernaut's a bad guy yeah like deadpool's a fan of juggernaut (laughs) (laughs) he's got like all the issues that he's in and stuff like that yeah um which i thought holy fuck is juggernaut that was just really cool which I, I was he just like, picks him up and rips him in half. I'm going to rip you in half now. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> and, he, and does he does it. that. Um, and then uh, they carry him like Domino, C3PO. Domino, <laughs> yeah, Domino C3PO back. And then he goes back in his shirt cocking. Shirt cocking. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good like. There are a lot of good rips. Prison in pocket and shirt cocking are like. Are I'm, the new, my, new Those are my some, takeaways from yeah, this. There's some new terminology here for sure. My um, my AC was broken the other day. I was like, guys, I'm just over here shirt cocking. Oh. <laughs> uh, and people who had seen the movie laughed. Others, I think they still laughed anyway. But it's just a silly term. T.J. Miller. <laughs> yeah. Which, it felt like T.J. Miller's role in this movie was super restrained. I think they, because of all the things going on Which with him. Which I understand They it, subdue it, him. I get it, this. but it, it felt like it. Yeah. Like it didn't go unnoticed. And like, he looked cleaner. He did look cleaner, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. Uh... But yeah, I did notice that too, and that was one of the first things I noticed when they showed him. I was like, is that actually him? Although I did then, enjoy him getting tortured just because of his, like, abandonment of all his principles. Yeah. To just, like, spill the beans he's on like, everything. I'll never tell you. And Except like, where they are. Where they're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I like that. Um, like, all the humor. The humor gets gets me with these kinds of movies like all the jokes really... yeah the fourth wall breaking like again that's a, you were expecting all that to be in there yeah and that's a taste thing too like if you go into this movie and you don't like like if you don't like that then you're not going to like this movie like, yeah kind of like if you if you saw the first one and enjoyed the first one you will enjoy this one. Oh yeah i i would think so for sure like if if you're aware of the style and the humor that deadpool comics and movies now bring like you're not going to be surprised by it but you will enjoy it Mm -hmm. uh the jokes land home they build on themselves a lot of it is self-referential either to the first movie or just to the character in general and uh i mean yeah it's it's definitely fun to watch and to taylor's point he said he saw it twice and enjoyed it thoroughly both times like the jokes are good uh like the whole just like the, the, the bit with the Vanisher had me dying every time they would show something empty. And then when <coughs> they fucking, he gets electrocuted and it's Brad Pitt, I died. I, I was laughing so hard at that. Yeah. I, looked, I was like, was that, was that Brad Pitt? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure half the theater was doing that and the other half didn't realize yeah. that, that that's what was going on. Um, and then, uh, what, and I swear at one point when, I think maybe when they were getting up and getting out of the plane... Terry Crews like just threw an empty parachute out of the plane. It looked like it was a very brief thing, and maybe I maybe I missaw that. 
But I feel like for Vanisher. No, Vanisher. No, no, no. He like you know it was it was the per, it was it, it might have looked like he was thrown. He didn't know because Terry Crews goes first, and the Vanisher goes after him. So it's it's a it's a backpack that looks like it just kind of like floats off of the. Yeah, it, it just it, whatever situation it looked like someone like just threw that back like an empty backpack, which actually would have made that funnier to me. I think uh, if okay. for that one scene, like instead of actually animating the backpack yeah. or whatever, someone just like through a parachute I mean it was just great that they took that the whole it was almost like they took the whole idea of an ensemble superhero movie and shat on it (laughs) because of their quickly killing of the X-Force and also when they're diving out of the plane they go in they go in tight on Deadpool and they go in tight on Peter played by Rob Delaney excellent excellent version of Rob Delaney and I love that he was able to make fun of um, his own self with his headshot being like, am I getting catfished here? Yeah. Uh, and then they went in tight on the empty parachute. <laughs> they showed. It's so great. And they all just like die in various like horrendous ways. I need I need more of uh, uh, Peter in the next film, even though he was and even though he was told to leave. Yeah. It's like it was, it, this is really scary. This might be actually a good idea if I left. <laughs> Which I thought. He's like, can you give Domino my email? <laughs> Which I mean. Good for you, Peter. Go for it. Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Um, the, I believe so. If Deadpool three is happening, yeah, like it's been Probably. slated. I don't know if it's been greenlit or anything yet. Okay, let me uh, let me double check here because I'm pretty sure. Because I, I guess what we're gonna see next, we're gonna see Juggernaut again. I assume so. Yeah, he was yeah. climbing out of the pool. Yeah, like, he's climbing out of the pool. In the one scene towards the end there. Yeah, and then can we also just briefly talk about the brilliance of the post credit scenes? Mm-hmm. And also how the post-credit scenes actually, for once, they had weight on events that happened previously, yeah. as opposed to setting up like another plethora of uh, MCU movies. Yes, yeah. like because they come through and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead is yeah. fixing Cable's time travel device. Yeah, and gives it to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And we're like, is that a good idea? And like, Probably absolutely not. not. Um, and then he goes through and like systematically undoes like all this stuff that happened so yeah well he, first of all he yeah, brings brings Vanessa back to life yeah brings much. Vanessa back to life and then he goes and kills Ryan Reynolds before he can accept the Green Lantern script and then he goes back and kills Deadpool from X-Men Origins well, he kills X-Men Origins first and then he kills Ryan Reynolds from okay because um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is like holding the Green Lantern script and he's like this is it he's like you hit the big time now <laughs> And it gets blasted through the head. Uh, and so, like, it's funny because he even, like, is retconning DC Universe. Uh, and so, like, he just, yeah, he goes and makes all these changes. He saves Pete. Yep. Because in the movie, like, Peter goes over to save... Uh, Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, yeah, gets into the, the wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> Flies right <laughs> Flies into, into the wood chipper. <laughs> and... Uh, then he gets pulled in too and like loses an arm or whatever. And no, then, he, well, like, no, he gets he gets pulled in and then uh, Zeitgeist freaks out and vomits his acid, oh, acid on him. On him. That's and he, right. And Peter dissolves. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so Deadpool goes back. He's like, "Just go home, man." He's like, "Just go home." He's like, "Yeah, you're right. This is kind of scary." Sugar yeah, bear. Sugar bear. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was interesting because, yeah, to your point, it like has weight on things that have happened already yeah and things that like I guess will happen now um but it's interesting and then I wonder if there's gonna be something about Cable finding out about that and then 
Fallout. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I just really enjoyed Ryan Reynolds killing. Or I, I I enjoyed Deadpool killing X Men Origins Deadpool. Um, mm-hmm. And also he, seeing Hugh Jackman in that same in the same movie was just was just nice again. It was bookended. Like it shows him, it shows him uh, uh, his figure on the music box, the logo on the music box at the beginning. Yeah. And then he's into the very end, which, which I, I skewered in the. He's just like rotating yeah. slowly, yeah. like I'm like, damn, <laughs> so messed up. And I, he was like, Logan, I die in this one too. It's a family film. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was pitched. Um, I love the like going back to what you said about the beginning credits, like not noticing him initially what's going on. I yeah. love the beginning credits, um, and just mimicking the whole like James Bond classic intro mm-hmm. with your, you know, your. Uh, your fun uh, intro credit titles. Yeah. Just poking fun at that whole genre. Because, um, yeah, when they started doing that, like I said, I missed it at first, and then people were laughing. And I was like, and I started reading them. I was like, oh, shit, I probably missed a couple yeah. of them. Well, I think what was smart, too, is they piggybacked, because they air right after, or almost immediately after Vanessa's death. Yeah. And so they piggyback off of that and bolster, like, whoa, did that really just happen? Like, did we just yeah. go through this? One of the things is, like, did they really just kill her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was that was well done. Um, I think the reason, well, I mean, we're, it sounds like we're doing nothing but singing praises, but I think one of the things that, I mean, we've seen a lot of movies this year, and <laughs> yeah, we'll probably see Already. a lot more movies. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be in my top five. Probably not. There's been a lot of good things. Th- there have been out a lot of good year. movies. I think there's a lot better movies to come. I think for me, this was just like because I like this style of humor I like self self-referential and meta shit yeah um, and the fact that it's not like within that um, Marvel Cinematic Disney property yeah they have more freedom to kind yeah, of yeah they have more freedom to do that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. and you know it's all about marketing like it's all you know they're make, they made the movie because they're trying to make money for sure on, on everything yeah but I feel like the the conversations and topics that this movie brings up within itself are fun enough to even for us to take kind of an inward look at like about like why we see all the movies that we see and like because they all do the exact same thing yeah especially when it comes to the comic book movies you know um well that's part of the thing too like when he goes back and saves Vanessa I felt like that was kind of a nod to nothing is ever final in comic books people come back to life all the time yeah like and that's kind of what happens. And then, then you run into a whole other argument of like, do comic book movies even have any stakes? Yeah, and that's one of the things we kind of talked about with Infinity War. Yeah, and I won't say much more than that because this is not that podcast, and yeah. you can go listen to that. And but you should give, go listen to that. Yeah, and I'm not going <laughs> to get. I'm not going to give spoilers for a different movie here, but like, yeah, when you know all these announcements that are coming out for you know this movie, this movie, this movie, all these things are happening when there's any kind of trauma or anything it's hard to take it seriously because you know there's more to come mm-hmm. uh, and they're not going to just like get rid of their cash cows yeah because but, money yeah money we like making money um, what else we got in here anything I'm looking at names here oh Dopinder we forgot we didn't really mention him <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's ready for his time courage is his superpower yeah God bless you, Dope Hunter. Um, we have I feel like we haven't really talked about Cable that much. I mean, like, other than, like, yeah, he was good. Yeah. And that, and that Josh, Josh Brolin did a good job with him. I feel like um, 
other than his initial and other than yeah other than his initial introduction including like the quick 30 seconds of him in the future and then disappearing yeah and Terminator then, style yeah and then I didn't realize that was Alan Tudyk I knew it was oh yeah so when he shows up in the in the uh, on the farm with the truck I knew that was Alan Tudyk I did not know who the other guy was you know who the other guy is it's Matt Damon yeah that's right that's what <laughs> uh, Evan said that after we saw it yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. that was Matt Damon I was like oh shit I didn't even realize that either <laughs> Um, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then you don't you don't really get to. I mean, it's not he's not on the level of like Killmonger or anything, but I feel like you do understand Cable. But Cable's not you know I think he's the not movie, the bad guy. Yeah, the movie's not a bad guy, but you understand like his mission. Yeah. Without and it was crazy because like you understood. Um, oh, I mean, at least I understood his reason behind wanting to kill Firefist yeah. before he even talked about it. Just through the flashbacks. Through you know, just see the smoking ruins of his home and then we go the and then we go to the fl- and, then we go to the flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, and then finally he says, you know, when he uh, finally meets up with Deadpool while they're shirt while he's shirt cocking. Uh, then he goes into the full on explanation of everything yeah and he's like we should team up because now the juggernaut's out too yeah and juggernaut yeah that heist scene was a lot of fun to watch yeah that was like I think that might have been other uh, so so X-Force dying uh, and then Domino getting onto the the cargo like convoy where they have all the prisoners yeah well I'm saying no I'm saying like X-Force dying and Deadpool shooting Deadpool are my two favorite moments in this movie uh, this was my third. Like the the whole heist sequence of trying to get Russell out of the the, the prison convoy was, yeah. was was a lot of fun for sure. Uh, man, I just I kind of want to go back and just want to watch that scene over again just for Domino Man. Yeah, <laughs> she's so good. It was very good. Also, I a little bit of a crush. I like her. She's she's cool. It's um, a crazy name. Zazzy Beats. I'm, this can't be real. Okay, Zazie beat Zazie beat Zazie. I assume it's like Zazie. Might be Zazie. It's Zazie because it's not like two Z's back to uh, back. Zazie beats. Maybe. I've heard it pronounced Zazie beats, but Zazie beats sounds better. But I've never I'm actually not, heard it. Pronounced. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend to know how to pronounce your name, Ms. Beats. And uh, I also, <laughs> I also still haven't watched Atlanta. I've seen the first episode. Well, get like, on it. I know. I know. I got a lot of stuff hey. to watch, man. Got a lot of stuff to watch. It's all good. Let's see if uh, the internet can tell us how to. I just, I heard, uh, I listened to a podcast and they pronounced it uh, Zazie. <laughs> I searched her name and one of the articles that came up was Zazie, Zazie beats armpit hair and Deadpool 2 is chill as hell. <laughs> That's random. Cool. Whatever. She's German American. Born in uh, How the do you say her name? How do you pronounce? There you go. There it is. There's the full thing. Wait. Here's I want to make sure I got the pronunciation. It's Zasi. That's perfect. Okay, good. Zasi. Yeah, Zasi. Um, so you said it already nicer than me because I was like. Zasi. I have a lifetime of practice. <laughs> I think the best way that uh, seems to work is it's almost like the C, but with a Z at the front. Is oh, that's great. The C. The Germans. Oh. Yeah. Every told me, for the Germans get here. 
Okay, well, there, there you go. So now, anyway. Now we know. Z- we, we, we just looked up how to pronounce her name because we need to do our due diligence. Uh, yeah. Zazie. Zazie Beats. Um, Zazie. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, big fan. Um, I don't think I have any other thoughts. Mark, what about you about, uh, about Deadpool 2? Should people go see it? Yes, they should. Okay. Well, again, this is not necessarily something I'd recommend to everyone. Most of the people that I spend time with and hang out with, I think, would enjoy this kind of humor. But, like, yeah, it's, not, it's obviously not for everyone. It's raunchy and it's, like, irreverent. And if that's not your kind of thing, then you can just skip this one. But it is a lot of fun if you're looking for uh, just a, a fun movie to go see. So Nice. Yeah, definitely go check it out, especially if you saw the first one. Um, I think it's worth following up for the second one if you like the first one. And for actually, sure. if you didn't like the first one, um, if you didn't like the first one because you felt like it just didn't have enough story or something like that, I would say give the second one a chance. Um, but you could wait till it comes out on streaming or Redbox or something like yeah. that. Um, Do people still Redbox? Yeah, still around. Okay. Redbox has things that you necessarily can't get on streaming. That's fair. And it's cheaper. Yeah, it's yeah. a dollar. Yeah. Actually, Blu-rays are more. Or games are more. Or I've, yeah, oh, whatever. There's all kinds of stuff. Not a sponsorship by Redbox. No. <laughs> uh, Mark, after we're, uh, we're done yammering, uh, where can people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me at Spider's Corner Games on Facebook or uh, Spider12587 on most social media as far as Instagram and Twitter. Um, Spider's Corner will also find me, I believe, so you can do that. That's Spider's with a Y. Taylor. Where can the lovely people find you when we're done here? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TayD Adams. Go ahead and check out the Popcorn and Nerds host page, Scrap Productions. Oh, yeah, I got a picture uh, on now. Facebook and uh, scrapproductions.com. A new website launching very soon. We're excited about it. Um, so, yeah, check us out there. And if you want to keep track of just some different updates with the show, different giveaways, um, follow us on our social media channels on Twitter uh, and Instagram at We Are Scrapped. That's S C R A P T. We will be resuming our uh, mystery movie giveaway uh, next week. Okay. So, we'll be excited about that. And we have t shirts now. So we, we have scrapped t shirts. And if you guys are interested, uh, let us know, and we'll see if we can get you one. We don't have qualifications for giving them away, but we'll try and think of something. Yeah. Um, so next week, our aim, or next episode, our aim is to review the new Star Wars story, Solo. Yeah, Solo. Um, so so we'll see how that goes. Ah, <laughs> I've, I've heard good things. I have too. I've heard both good and bad things, but mostly good. I did see... A infographic that compared it to the other Star Wars movies from Rotten Tomato scores. Mm. And I don't go off Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, some people do. Some people put stock in that. Uh, and it puts it as better than Attack of the Clones, but worse than Revenge of the Sith. Which is not a ringing endorsement. No, it's not. But it's, we'll rotten, see. But it's rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you really love us, go ahead and rate us and review us on whatever platform you're listening to. Or add us and tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah, exactly. All those things. And we will hopefully hear from you soon. And we'll be talking to you next week. Yeah, take care. <laughs>